When the British government declared war on Germany on the 4th of August 1914, young men volunteered in their hundreds of thousands, determined to be part of a war which many believed would be over by Christmas. Their expectations were cruelly dashed by a four-year conflict of attrition which claimed millions of lives. The earliest months of the war were amongst the most lethal. In France, a series of highly mobile manoeuvres, punctuated by devastating battles, resulted in massive numbers of casualties. By Christmas 1914, military hospitals in France, and in the tiny strip of Belgium which was still in Allied hands, were caring for vast numbers of seriously injured casualties, many of whom were so badly damaged that they would never be able to return to normal civilian life, let alone rejoin the Allied war effort. The scale and seriousness of the injuries took the Allied medical service by surprise, as did the presence of devastating wound infections, such as gas, gangrene and tetanus. Men were arriving at field hospitals with deep holes in their bodies or huge areas of lacerated flesh caused by heavy artillery and machine gun fire. The lack of organisation of the pre-war nursing services in Allied nations meant that nurses were mobilised for action only with difficulty. Many of the most highly trained were in a state of readiness having offered their services to the reserve of the British Queen Alexandra's Imperial Military Nursing Service, QAs, or to the Territorial Force Nursing Service, TFNS, prior to the war. These were quickly called up for active service and began the work of establishing military hospitals in Britain and northern France. By the spring of 1915, Their ranks had been swelled by members of the nascent military nursing services of the British Dominions, many of whom operated within their own medical units. In France, many towns, including Vichy and Troyes, designated themselves as ville hôpital, or hospital towns, offering many of their public buildings as auxiliary hospitals. Many French military hospitals were established in large hotels and casinos. During the early months of the war, the anxiety of Continental Europe's military medical services to recruit trained nurses stood in striking contrast to the unwillingness of the British Army to accept the services of female personnel. This anomaly led to the rapid recruitment of large numbers of fully trained British volunteers into French and Belgian field hospitals. The French accepted, with alacrity, the offer of a wealthy British woman, Grace Ellison, to establish a corps of British-trained nurses willing to serve in their military hospitals. The French Flag Nursing Corps, FFNC, as it came to be known, sent hundreds of women to the continent during the course of the war. Sarah Alice Claridge, in charge of the Foreign Service and Trained Nurses Department of the St. John Ambulance Association, had appointed 121 fully trained nurses for overseas service by the 5th of September 1914. 
American nurses, too, traveled to the European continent in their hundreds, in spite of the dangers of Atlantic travel. Eager to support the Allied war effort, long before their own nation entered the war.